Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're moving, but I want to encourage you. Don't take this for granted. Don't take it for granted. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For the next few weeks, we're going to be in the series Supernatural Church. Supernatural Church. I believe there, and Charles, you can take me down some. I think we good now. Uh, I believe there are those of you who are with me in this building. Perfect. Who believe like me that there's more to church than what we've experienced already. I know there's a few people like me that say, I want to see the signs and wonders. I want to see the miracles. I want to see the breakthroughs. I want to see demons flee. I want to see the dead rise. I want to see the lame walk. I want to see the dumb talk. I believe God is giving us a venue. God is giving us a vein whereby we can tap into that supernatural church. Because whether we believe it or not, the the ability is at our disposal already. We just have to make access. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so that's what we'll be doing. Doorkeepers, thank you for your service. You can be seated. We're going to go through the scriptures together. Uh, But I want to give you some I just want to teach through this quickly. Uh, if the Holy Spirit punches me in my back, then you know what happened. Amen? Uh, but it is, it is simply my, my goal to lay the groundwork, pour the concrete, <laughs> and uh, we'll build upon that as we go through the week. I mean, go through the month. Amen? Here, here's, here's our thesis for today. Uh, the supernatural church operates in desperation of the Holy Spirit. If we're going to be that church, we have to get desperate for the Holy Ghost. Uh, We got to be as desperate for the Holy Ghost as we are for our timelines. If you don't believe me, those of you who have iPhones, go to the section in your settings that shows you how much data each particular app uses. That will determine a level of desperation, a level of necessity. And if we really want to become the supernatural church, we have to get to the place to where we operate in a level of desperation for the Holy Ghost. Am I the only one that's ever been guilty of being desperate for the wrong stuff? Please don't have me out on this ledge on Pentecost Sunday. There's been some some people that I was desperate for. Uh, uh, there, there, there's been, listen, my wife, my wife got, got crazy stalker stories about me. Y'all pray for me. I, I, I'm, I'm saved now, but when we first started dating, even though I was pastoring, I wasn't saved all the way yet. I believe that in the last few years, God has saved me indeed. Hallelujah. Uh, but, but here's the amazing thing. Here's the amazing thing. I found myself uh, desperate for the attention of people. I found myself desperate for acceptance. I found myself because I opened up my body to certain things desperate for an act. 
I found myself desperate for, for things, for substances, because I had set my mind uh, to have it and to set my mind to the degree that if I did not have it, I would not be right. I want to challenge us as the people of God to recalibrate ourselves to such a degree whereby we become desperate for the Holy Ghost. Uh, as much as we're desperate for that food, as much as we're desperate for that drink, as much as we're desperate for our beds. Come on, y'all, somebody talk to me. I know a couple of us in here like, I can't wait to get back to my bed. I just need to sleep. Some of us, we suffer from sleep deprivation, and we, and we kind of get back to the sleep. But I, I wonder if there's anybody in here that says more than I want anything else, I want to get to the place to where I desire the Holy Ghost, and I am desperate for the Holy Ghost. Here's the amazing thing about desperation. Desperation is formed out of unfulfilled desire. And if we be honest, the only things that we are desperate for are the things that we've already had and want more of. Oh, somebody talked to me in the church. We're not, there is not, there is not genuine desperation for stuff we have not experienced. That may be curiosity. Uh, uh, that, 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 that may be, that may be uh, us wanting to uh, consider what it is, but real desperation, genuine desperation comes from the fact that we had it and we want it again. I had some, talk to me in here, but I want some more. Uh. Uh, has anybody ever experienced the power of the Holy Ghost? Has anybody ever prayed and you felt an answer to your prayer when you prayed it? Has anybody be ever been in a place with God where it seemed like whatever you said out of your mouth came to pass? I, I just need somebody to talk to me. Anybody ever, ever been at that place where you experienced a great apex of your relationship with God and then something happened along the way, somebody, something, some, some circumstance, situation got in the way and your relationship with God was impeded. The supernatural church has a desperation uh, for the Holy Spirit. We operate in it. That, 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 is, that is the means whereby we live. We never get to the place to where we have enough Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm going to just touch this. I'm just going to put my toes in the water, and I'm going to take it out real quick. Um, uh, Married people, anybody married? Okay, because you're the only hallelujahs I want to hear in this. Uh, You know, because if you're not married, you're like, amen. Amen. I'm going to know you're not living right, and I'm going to have to talk to you after church. Um, I've never heard a married person say, I've had enough of my wife's or husband's love. Never heard it. No, I, never, I never heard a person. I never heard a person who was really in love with their spouse say, "You know what? I'm I'm good with their affection. I don't want no more. I'm I'm chill. I'm okay." No, no. The re, the reality is is that in any regard, whatever the regard is, there 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 is a constant desire for them in 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 any particular form. Why? Because it was a God joined bond. And many of us, we are missing out on the relationship with Christ as we are supposed to have it simply because we, here it is, we have not genuinely engaged with the sovereign. If you've really tasted of the Holy Ghost, if you really have experienced the power of the sovereign, there is no comparison. 
There is no comparison. There is no other high. There is no other low. There, 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 there is no other companion that will supersede that of the Holy Spirit. Let's search the scripture and see what it says. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. We want to read 6, 7, and 8. Uh, Acts chapter 1, uh, uh, verse 6 says, So when they had come together, they asked him repeatedly, Lord, are you at this time reestablishing the kingdom and restoring it to Israel? <sighs> that, 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 and this is, this, uh, this minister Jerry's, I think his favorite Bible, the Amplified Bible. Uh, when it says repeatedly, it, it is, it is uh, saying that they were continuously, earnestly begging him, Jesus, because now you got to remember, this is after Jesus has risen from the dead. He's telling you, I'm about to get out of here, y'all. I'm about to go. And he said, wait a minute. Well, when you, when you coming back, though? When you, when you go establish this kingdom, you, you've been preaching this kingdom about, about, about this kingdom three years. When, when are you going to do it? I need, I need that kingdom. I want to live in that life. I've been, I've been walking with you, and I've been seeing miracles happen. And we've been seeing uh, uh, a fish be multiplied and money coming out of fish mouth and, and, and dead folk getting up and walking. We, we have tasted of the miraculous. And now that you're getting ready to leave us, we're afraid that we won't experience it anymore. So when are you going to do this for us? Listen to what he says to them. He said, it's not for you to know the times or the epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority. Can I help somebody quickly? Uh, as saved as you are, you can't tell God when to act. I'm struggling with that. Y'all pray for me because that, that scripture, I almost like, hold up, Jesus. But he said, it ain't your place to tell Jesus, when, to tell the Father when to act. And, I, and I, know it, I know it would appease us, it would make us more comfortable in our life if every time we said God jumped, he said how high. But because he is the father, because he is the sovereign, he does not move at our timetable. And the reality is I'm glad he doesn't because he knows better than I. And so he says it's not up to you because many of us, here it is, we desire things that sometimes we don't have a capacity for. Uh, we, we, we want y'all, come on, y'all, 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 we're my TLC fans. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you used to. I know that you're gone, but you're moving too fast. And so the reality is, is that many times the timing of God is not aligned to our timing, but we got to trust him. Somebody just shouted quickly, trust him. You got to trust that he knows what you need. And watch this. He knows when you need what you need. Many of us, we're intact with our needs, but not our timing. I wish I had somebody in here. See, see, your mind may be right, but your clock is off. And so sometimes we know what we want, but we don't know when we need it. It, 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 it is imperative that we say, God, I will yield to your timing. I will yield to your timing. I will yield to your timing. I wish I could tell my plane when to take off, and, and prayerfully one day I may be able to. Glory to God. But in the interim, I, I have to wait on the preset time. I have to wait on the preset time. I, I don't have the grace that Minister DeMarcus had to tell the jet to wait until my friends get here. I don't have that grace. So, so I have to wait until it's my time to go. You got to understand, people of God, if we're going to be the supernatural church, we, can't, we have to stop moving out of time. You got to stop acting as if you ain't got tomorrow. Here it is. 
And even though we don't have, we don't have the promise of tomorrow, we are intimately related to the one who holds tomorrow. Oh my God! I, 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 I wish there were some parents that could that could relate to me here. That 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 we have children that think we have an unlimited source of income. Oh man, my 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 children, especially my older one. You know, it, it is it it is it, remarkable to me that that he believes that my account is never empty. Dad, can I get this? Can I get? And he asks with such listen this confidence. He is so sure. He is emphatically clear about the fact that I have it to give him. And if I give him a negative, it's not because I don't have it. It's just because I don't want to give it to him. That's not always the case, but I thank God that my children look at me like that. We must look at the father in that reality. Understand, it's not a matter of what he can do. Because he can do it. Just in case you need to be reminded, in this new month, God can do it. I don't know who needed to hear that, but just in case you needed me to to insert it into the new month, God can. And for somebody in here, I believe God will. But it's not for you to know the time. But he goes on to say, but you will receive the power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. Elder B, here's what I believe we struggle with. Thank you for coming on your way to work, babe. I love you. Uh, the reality is, is that many of us, here it is, we want the power of the Holy Ghost, but we want to be able to dictate what we do with that power. I'm pushing through this. I promise we will be out of here in a minute. Uh, many, many, many times the body of Christ does not see the emphatic, full-blown power of the Holy Ghost. We do not become that supernatural church that God has been, has been trying to inaugurate is because he knows that if we get a monochrome of that power, we will use it to our benefit. As opposed to using it for him to get the glory. Come on, we see it on TV right now. We see different times and, and, and ebbs and flows and seasons whereby let, let folk get two extra dollars. Come on, all y'all got that friend. And, and as soon as they get a little, they get a little up there, they, you know, they nose get to, you know, it, it get to raising up, their head begins to you know, enlarge and inflate and and and, and, and they begin to lose it and they begin to forget where they came from, and they forget, furthermore, who blessed them with what they have. Uh, If we are going to be the supernatural church that God is calling us to be, we got to understand why we're going to have the power. We got to understand why he allows his spirit to move upon us. It's not for us to say, wow, look how great of a church we are. But here it is. Every time we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, here's what the Bible says, that men ought to see our good works and glorify the Father. And if God is not getting glory out of your life, I promise you, he will not give you a life to live. I'm going to say that one more time. If God cannot give you the glory out of your, get the glory out of your life, he will not give you a life to live. That's why you have folk that are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and are existing. And they're meddling through life. They're neandering their way through this, through this time because they have not yielded to the Holy Ghost as it relates to their life. Let's go deeper in this. We're moving forward. Desperation distinguishes necessities from desires. If we are going to be the supernatural church, we have to be able uh, to be able to, to know which is which. 
Because some of us, we're mad at God because he doesn't answer certain prayers. And I hear God saying, if you start praying right, or talk to me in the church of Jesus Christ. If you start praying right, maybe I'll start answering right. And many of us, we're praying. Listen, we're, we're asking God to give us desires that we conceived. Things that we want for us, but God never intended for us to have. And this is why we'll pray, 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 and nothing happens. And then the, the enemy will insert a demonic plan and we'll say, well, shoot, I, it's my time. I've been waiting too long for this. And if we be honest, we got enough Holy Ghost to discern that it wasn't the Lord. But we know that everybody else around us don't know that. Or we don't hang around with discerning people. And so we can fool our friends. But can I help somebody? You, 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 you are part of a discerning house now. <laughs> and and, and I, I told my wife and I told the elders, y'all start praying for me because there are a lot of things that I've discerned throughout the years, but I didn't want to talk to people about because I didn't want to offend them and stop them from coming. But I'm willing to risk our relationship to make sure that you walk in your destiny. You ain't got to call me your bishop. You can call me the Negro on the corner, but just... Just so that you know, I told you what thus saith the Lord, and I gave you the truth, and we can walk in clarity. Now, some people say, you know what, that's too real for me. I'd rather go find my place in obscurity. Okay, but at least you knew it. See, everybody going to have a Jonah season. <laughs> everybody going to try to go to Tarsus. See, here's the amazing thing about Nineveh. He couldn't stand the people there, but that's where God called him to be. I'm, okay, Holy Ghost, I'm going to say it anyway. You see, some of us in the church of Jesus Christ, we think because we don't like the people around us, we shouldn't be there. When in reality, if the Holy Ghost really wants to use you the way he called you to be, he'll put you in the place where you don't want to be around people you don't like to affect the culture through his Holy Ghost. So you know that it's not your charisma, but it was the power of the Holy Ghost piercing that place. And we think we're supposed to be where everybody likes us and where it's all good and it's all fam. No, sometimes he will send you into the enemy's camp to make a move. And so we have to be able to delineate between what is necessary and what is desired. And so now our prayers have to begin to change. Lord, just don't give me what I want. Give me what I need. And since at times I don't know what that is, God, I'm going to start asking for specific stuff. I'm going to start asking for your will to be done in my life. I'm going to start asking God, just do it, Jesus. I, you know, uh, to, uh, listen, God, I, I had some thoughts about today, but I yield. <laughs> I yield to the distinguished gentleman from heaven. I, I, want you, I want you to make a way for me out of no way. And here's the amazing thing. God can't make a way out of no way when you're in the way. And many of us, we want miraculous, but we're, watch this, but we're too meticulous. 
I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. Uh, 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 meticulous, that's a good thing, but here's the thing. Some of you want to know when, where, how, with who, because if it's them, I don't know if I want to deal with them. I don't want them in my car. I don't want them in my house. I don't want to live in the neighborhood. I don't like them kind of people. I don't like that color. I don't like that. Listen, if God is going to be God, let him be God. Shut your mouth and let him arise. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans of the Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship of Dallas, Texas says that when God comes in, he does not come to take sides. He comes to take over. And many of you will not see the power of God because you want God to rally on your team. No. God says, drop your team and get on my my team. And it got to stop being team us and team me and team them and start being team God. Because when it's team God, we got a bigger squad and we got a deeper bench and we can literally... Somebody better talk to Cleveland. I don't care how many superstars you got. You need somebody on your bench that knows how to come in and do what needs to be done. And some of us, we too busy being the king and the queen, and we ain't got no help. Yeah, I said it. Don't be mad at Bron, Bron. Just been on the throne too long. He ain't worried about the bench. And all the believers were together. And had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parts. Listen, listen. And they parted them with all men as every man had need. If we are going to be the supernatural church, we have to literally begin to live our lives in this manner. That I really consider what I have in the reality of what my neighbor doesn't have. Oh, this. I want to see miracles. I I want to see this and I want to see that. Well, this is the prerequisite. I literally have to care about you enough to take something out of my refrigerator. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, And and let me speak to that. Let me speak to that that, that me and mine spirit real quick. I see I got to take care of my babies. Listen, your baby's been eating. Matter of fact, your babies could miss a meal if the truth be told. Your baby's overweight right now, but you don't want to say that and you just keep buying them bigger clothes and you know some of them. Matter of fact, let's, let's, let's go all the way deeper. Some of that stuff in there, you need to stop hoarding it, take it out of the closet. You talking about somebody and their kids ain't got no shoes and you got too many in your kid's closet. You need, uh, okay, this is too deep and this, is this too real in church? I don't even ask for that, bro. I don't even need it. The reality is, is that if we're going to be the supernatural church, we got to start living communal. And now, here it is. So not only do I have to start caring about others, but here it is, I have to start letting others in. Because I, 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 I was raised, listen, listen, I was taught, I was taught part of my spiritual formation was, listen, mind your business. Leave mine alone. And, and, that's, and that's cool, and that's cool until, watch this, my business is killing me. And then you want me to come save your business. Here it is. Don't call me to put out the fire. Call me so that I can help you set things up in a fire safety zone. Let's build things that are fire retardant. Too many times in the body of Christ, we want everybody to be firefighters. <laughs> Calling at 1159. I need about 12, though. 
what would happen if we actually started doing life together? Here it is. I know I'm about to, I'm about to cuss at somebody. What if we actually started being accountable to one another? Minister Keena challenged me in our last pastoral meeting. He said, Bishop, I love you. And I, and I asked, asked everybody around the table. I said, well, what, can I, what should I stop doing? What should I start doing? Minister Keena looked at me boldly and, and his, his young, humble self, and I love him. He said, Bishop, you know, you know, you, you know you're good. You know, you know, you know how Keena talk. You know, when he got to say something, but he don't want to say it because he know it might offend you. He's like, but you know, Bishop, you know, you got to stop giving us options. And I said, you know what? Conviction. <laughs> I took it. I had to take it. But if we're really going to become the supernatural church, if we really want to see miracles, here it is. Watch this. Miracles cannot be performed in a place where there is mistrust, distrust, lack of unity. You see, there, 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 was, there was a time where a man with a withered hand, and Jesus went to the man in the temple, and watch it, they were in the church, they were in the church, the man's hand was withered, and Jesus, as he began to touch the, with, the man, with the man's hand, everybody was looking at him like, mm. oh my goodness, and, 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 there was, and there were all kind of schisms swirling around, and the Bible says that Jesus, he left the temple. And then he began to realize that it wasn't, it wasn't just a spirit on the temple, but it was a spirit on the town. So the Bible says that he couldn't even do miracles there. He had to go out of the city where there, was, where there was unity. And watch this. Everybody was broke together. And so he went to the broken place. I'm going to say something. And he was able to be more effective in the broken place than he was in the place where folk act like they had it all together. I wish I had about seven people in here that says I'm broken as can be. But in my brokenness, we're going to live together. And in the midst of us being broken together, we're going to see God do miracles right here. Yes, I'm going through. Yes, I'm struggling today. Yes, I almost killed somebody last night. Thank God that I didn't. I'm calling you right now so that I don't go do this homicide. Can you pray with me? As a matter of fact, can you come pick up this package from my house and just keep it at your house so I don't use it? Okay. okay oh, all right. If you ain't having suicidal thoughts, you're having homicidal thoughts at times. And the reality is they both come from the same spirit. He says they had all things in common. And they made sure that if there was a need among them, they took care of the need. They took care of the need. Now, here it is. Can I, can I be honest in here? Can I be honest in here? Everything that we look at in our first world context is not a need. Oh, my God, my cell phone is about to get cut off. That's not a need. I, I know, I know, I know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But if we're going to talk truth, there are many things that we've come accustomed to that we don't necessarily need. Can I, can I go deeper for a second and we're going to move? Many of us right now are drowning in our finances because we're trying to keep up a standard of living that we desire but we don't need. Many of us, watch this, we got, watch this, we got devices that we're paying for that we don't have enough money in our savings account to pay off. Where they do that at in America? I promise, I, I'm, I'm in Tanzania and I'm trying to figure out why everybody got flip phones. <laughs> Hello, eh? I'll call you back, eh? 
Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And listen, and they see in miracles, though. Now, I ain't hating on nobody's phone. But what I'm asking you is, is what are some things in your life that if you just, if you just re- restructured, could you be a blessing to somebody else? What if you didn't upgrade every time? Oh my goodness. What, 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 if, you didn't, what if you didn't buy an outfit every weekend? What if we didn't eat out? Oh, it's like, Bishop, move on, move on. You in my, move on. But if we're going to be the supernatural church, we have to get to the place where we recognize that, wait a minute, there, there, there are needs among us. And here's, here's the truth. Because folk talk too much, we know about needs. And some of us, if we be honest, when we're made aware of the need, we're like, oh, I didn't know. They didn't tell me. They ain't have to tell you. You heard it from sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so. You read it on Facebook. You knew it already. But because there's a level of pride in us, we want somebody to come to us so that we can feel advers- uh, uh, we, we can feel like we're a dictator or that, or that, or that we're, we're somebody's savior. We already got a savior, honey. We already got a savior, brother. I don't need you to save me. Just give me a helping hand every now and then. I- so we got to. We got to begin to just challenge how we live, challenge what we're doing, challenge how we're doing things if we want to see miracles happen. I know it's, 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 it's going to get better in a minute, I promise. <sighs> Desperation delineates our hope. Is there anybody beside me that, that has ever hoped in something or someone and they let you down? When we begin to have a desperation for the Holy Ghost... We will, we will be like the psalm writer. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. And I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Here it is. Many people have left the church. Many of us have, have gotten mad at the church because we anchored our hope on a man. We anchored our hope on a group, on a system, on a people. Come on. Some of us, we, we contemplating whether we go on the 4th of July right now because we put our hope in somebody that did not show up for us, and now we're mad at them because they're human. Our hope has to be anchored in the Holy Ghost alone. Listen, I love you, but you may let me down, so I'm not going to put all my eggs in the basket of you. I'm going to believe Jesus Christ. Now, if he pricks your heart, if the Holy Spirit moves upon you to make a move for me, amen. But I'm not going to look to you because he is the author and the finisher of my faith. And so stop looking for people to do it and understand that there is a divine Holy Spirit over your life that can cause a donkey to bless you. Is there anybody in here that has an understanding that my hope is in Listen to this. This is an amazing thing. This is Paul. Paul is talking to Felix, who is, the, who, who, is, who is the governor at that time, and he's talking to Felix, and Felix literally has the ability to, cru- to, to crucify him or to execute him or to leave him alive. And in the middle of his, of his testimony, uh, he's defending himself here. He says, I have hope in God. I'm a part of the apostolic council. But my hope ain't in Peter, James, or John. They got their own stuff going on. 
Barnabas and Silas and even my, 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 my protege Timothy. They, they, they got my back, but I ain't hoping in them. I hope in God. And if you read the rest of that chapter, the Bible says that Felix, because he wanted, he, wanted to, he wanted to keep his prestige, he didn't let Paul go. But even in the midst of prison, he said, don't execute him. Give him whatever he wants. And if people want to hear him preach, let them come to hear him. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. When we hope in God, God has a way of recontextualizing even our hell. Oh, man. I love how David says it. David says, if I take the wings of, of, of the morning and go to the other most parts of the world, God is there. But then he goes on to say, even if I make my bed in hell. God is there. Can I talk to somebody who feel like they're in hell right now? God can even make your hell pleasurable if you hope in him. Some of you waiting for God to bring you out. God says, I'm trying to keep you in it. I'm trying to make you live right while you're in it. See, some of us, we got to go to the den and we crying because we're in the den. But some of us ought to just start praising God because he got a way of shutting folk mouth while we, oh, I wish I had some help in here. He has a way of closing the lion's mouth even when you're in it. Somebody shout hope in God. I, 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 I believe him even while I'm in it. So I'm not worried about him taking me out of it because he's the same God that will keep me while I'm in the midst of this stuff. So I hope in God. We out of here. Desperation develops a context for the miraculous. See, here's the amazing thing. Every miracle you ever seen Jesus perform, every miracle you've seen the prophets perform, and even after the time of Christ in the age of the church, every miracle you've seen the apostles wrought, it ha- it, listen, it wasn't just a spontaneous miracle. I know that's what we think, and that's how it looks. If you trace back, and if you study the scripture, every miracle that ever took place, there was a context set for every miracle. And what we need to do, if we want to see the miraculous, we have to create a context for it. God's not going, watch, we, we, we can't be jealous and envious and, and, and have strife and, and have all kind of un, unspoken stuff. And, and there's so many elephants in the room, we can't even get nobody else in the church. So many elephants in your house, y'all two can't have a conversation. Your kids get into the car when you pick them up from school, ain't no conversation. Because there's three elephants in the room. There's three elephants in the car. They all on the hatch. They hanging off the bumper. How was school today? It was cool. Now watch this. Can I, can I, can I touch that quickly and before, before, I, uh, before I leave it? Uh, see, many, many parents, and my wife and I, we struggled with this, and we, and we had to deal with this. And I'm encouraging you parents to have this conversation. We wanted to have, we want our children to have a certain type of life. We want to do certain things. We want to be able to uh, attain certain things. And so uh, uh, we yield much of our parenting time to the school or others for the sake of giving them what we believe they need. And then when we get to those places where we get a call from the principal or we get that bad report or we get a, a story of something that happened, watch this. While we're mad at them, talk to, I need some Holy Ghost filled parents right here. Low key though, we ain't going to let them feel it. But low key, after we discipline them, there's a part of us that say, 
Am I, am I working too much? Am I, do I, do I need to just restructure my whole life so that I can be at school with them? So that I can join PTA and the school site council and don't talk to me for a minute. And so we have to begin to recognize that there, if we want to see the miraculous, we got to develop a context. You, you cannot, watch this, you, you cannot be practically absent from your child's day. And then expect them to consistently uphold your standards. I don't care how much you provide for them, how much you clothe them, how much you feed them. Watch this. They will, they, they will regurgitate what they receive the most. And when, if we start looking at the timetables, talk to me, mama and daddy. If we start looking at the timetables, they got more time with their phone that you bought them than our voice. And so we have to create a context for the miraculous. And the same is in the house and the same is in the church. That's why for seasons, for seasons now, we've been having prayer and worship. And, and prayer and worship in the next season is going to turn into prayer and deliverance services. And we're going to see different things happen. And I promise you, we're, we're going to see. Li- listen, all the stuff we've been wanting to see, we're going to see it. But we have to develop a context. We said, we've been worshiping. Our time of worship, our worship is great. All of this is building up into a time whereby we can cast out demons. And I'm not talking about the preacher, the pulpit. I'm talking about the people. To where we have developed a context whereby we are able to see the miraculous happen, but we got to develop that context. Listen to this. Now, this is Acts chapter 3. This is after the day of Pentecost. This is our last scripture. This is after the day of Pentecost, and, and, and Peter has preached, and the church is being built, and, and, and the people are, are responding to the preaching of the apostles, and, and everybody is moving forward, and things are happening now. Now, watch this. In response to, the work, to, to their yielding to the Holy Spirit, to them receiving what God has, has, has given them, and then properly delegating responsibilities within the church even, or as they're preparing to do so, here, here's the context. Peter uh, is going to the temple to worship the Lord. And as he goes to the temple, there is a man who is at the gate of the temple lame. Y'all pray for me because I'm struggling with this. I, I challenge my effectiveness as a pastor when I daily come across people that are in my life, and dare I even say it, in this congregation, that have known me and I've known them and I've preached to them and I've prayed for them. I know y'all are not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. And, and they still lame. Where are my real Christians at? Wait a minute, I've been praying for them. I've been, I've been sowing and we've been doing this. Why are they still this way? The amazing thing is, watch this, look, Peter, James, John, they were just as anointed. Watch this, before the day of Pentecost as they were after the day of Pentecost. The difference is, is that the Holy Ghost had set a context for the miraculous. He rested upon them, they yielded to him. And now, watch this, when they go to church... They don't go to church 
expecting something. Now they go to church to give something. The man, here it is, he's never, he's never looked for anybody to heal him of his disease. He's just looking for money. I'm through. We got to be very careful to begin to change the, 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 the expectations of people who come to our church. Because there are people, here, watch this, there are people who don't expect their life to change anymore. They just want to be inoculated to the pain of their life. So give me a praise break so I can, I can shout out my, my emotions. So I got enough Holy Ghost to go back and deal with the pain of my regular life. Please, give me some alms. Give me, give me, give me your word that, 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 that suffice my week and so I don't cuss nobody out, but then I got to come back on Tuesday and I got to come back on Sunday again. Notice what Peter says. Peter says, I'm not going to give you the same thing you've been looking for. Because... Everybody comes to church. Most people, most people who are not the supernatural church, they come to church looking for silver and gold. Come on, some folk don't shout till they get that super prophecy. Checks in the mail. Woo! Live right. Amen. Silver and gold have I none. I'm not about to appease your flesh. I'm not going to give you what you want. But such as I have, I give unto thee. And in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bone received strength. I'm through. You have to know that if we are going to see the miraculous, we cannot just sing and pray and say, God, show up. We have to be willing to engage with people and take them by the hand and lift them into the miraculous. Notice what Peter does. He does not say, walk, man. Now, yes, Jesus had the authority to tell people to get up and walk. But because we are not the sovereign, if we want to see the miraculous, we will have to participate with the Holy Ghost. So he picks him up. He says, come on, let's get up. And as, watch this. And as Peter used what was in him to help the brother, God anointed that movement and sent strength to the place that he needed strength. I'm through. We're going to say amen together. If you want to see miracles happen, you got to get into the dead place. You got to get into the sick places and apply your strength to the weak places. Apply your wealth to the places of lack. Apply your knowledge to the places of ignorance. Apply your grace to the places of disgrace. And in response to your action, God will anoint the movement. And we will begin to see miracles happen. How many church folk passed that brother and gave him their benevolent offering? How many people in your life you give them this? Here, here's the common benevolent offering. <laughs> I'm praying for you. I'm going to keep you lifted up. But how many of us are willing to say, 
I ain't finna just give you the okie doke prayer. And I ain't finna just pay your bill either. But here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna enter into your life. And whatever God has given me, I'm gonna leverage it for your sake. And as I do that, God is gonna anoint the movement and strength is gonna come. I know we thought in the church it was gonna like, shut up, heal. But no, here's the context for the miraculous. We got to participate. Jesus is gone. It's, it's not the same as, as the disciples who couldn't, who couldn't cast out the demon. And, oh, okay, well, Jesus is going to be back in a few days, so let's just wait till he get back and let him do it. No. And this is why many people live and die never seeing the miraculous. Because we're waiting on Jesus to do it. I say this in the most holy and reverent way. Jesus is gone. He told y'all he was leaving. Now, while I thank God he's on his way back, he ain't here yet. But he said, until I get back in the interim, I'm going to leave you my Holy Spirit. And he's going to lead you. And so now, in order for us to be the supernatural church, we have to allow the Holy Spirit in us to activate us, to push us to work. I know somebody thought this is going to be a hooping sermon and we're going to like, oh yeah, we're going to shout again. No, that's it. We got to get ready now. Who are you willing to walk past and stop and get involved in their life? We didn't pray enough prayers of blessing over people. Now let's be the hand of blessing. We didn't put enough names up on the prayer wall. How about we start pulling these names down and giving them a call because we can say, what can I do? I put you on the prayer wall already, but now uh, is there anything I can do to help you? Maybe it's time to lighten up our agendas. Maybe it's time to be less self-involved. We become desperate for the Lord. He will respond in amazing ways. Can you pray with me? Father God, we want to be desperate for you. We want to become desperate people. Not desperate for the things of this world, not desperate for the things that others can give us, but desperate for you. In response to our desperation, we know, Father God, you are going to develop a divine context whereby we will be able to hope. We will be able to understand what is necessary. We'll be able to see the miraculous. So we pray, Father God, that this teaching today was impactful to the lives of someone. If there's anywhere in my presentation, God, that I was ineffective, Forgive me. Give me the grace to do better my next opportunity. We love you. We honor you. We are desperate for you. Let your Holy Spirit reveal himself to us in a new and unique way this week in response to our true desperation. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand with me, ministers.